bam 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 ba de do de dum bam 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 do de do wa 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 I don't know if I told you guys last time, but I kind of really like doo-wop. I don't oh. think like I'm supposed to like doo-wop, but I really, really like doo-wop. Doo-wop is cool. It's like whenever you hear it, it just reminds you of all those like 50s movies. Makes me want to put on a leather jacket and knife fight you. No, you're thinking of Link Ray. <laughs> well, honestly, a lot of music's making me want to put on a leather jacket and knife fight you, but I'm pretty sure like what wasn't that a West Side Story all doo-wop and shit? I'm not sure what West West Side Story is. (laughs) (laughs) Louis, cut that reference out if you don't know what it is, because I don't think I'm making it right either way. So, I mean, obviously, uh, we've already given away that we're doing some sort of a uh, doo-wop band tonight. I guess we might as well just spoil it. We got the best name ever, the Dell Vikings. I don't know who thought about that na- or th- thought up that name, but uh, they get a gold star for naming bands. <laughs> and honestly, they've got probably one of the most recognizable doo-wop songs from this era, too. Yeah, well, definitely one of them. I mean, we, we've we covered a lot of the other ones that are in a lot of pop culture movies and stuff, but this is another one that is, I think, in a lot of movies, probably. Like every single one. American Graffiti, Stand By Me, like... Every single one. I, in 2020, <laughs> this song is in every single movie. Every single 50s reference movie. <laughs> I'm sure it's in Back to the Future, too. I don't know if it actually is, but... Yeah, it's it's in a lot of movies, but either way, uh, it is, is a fantastic uh, jam and also a fantastic band i guess we don't really get to start with the first birth or a birthday usually we get a whole bunch of birthdays now since we're doing a band i'm actually not going to be doing birthdays on this one and you'll find fucking disappoint me you'll find out why (sighs) okay oh pat's disappointed with me already i don't even know how old they are will you tell me a year that it starts then 1956 all right i i i can deal with that and so you were mentioning and so you're mentioning their name right off the bat. Well, let's get right to it. There's three possible origins to the name. One of them is they just got really into Viking navigators. Yeah, I mean, that's and, cool. And decided to add Dell as a, like a stylization. The other two is they really like the paperbacks published by Viking Press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or they followed a Brooklyn basketball team named the Vikings. Uh, so it's either it's either a book company, a sports team, or they just really liked actual Vikings. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are all good reasons to name. I'm rooting band. for Vikings. Yeah. Well, I would <laughs> I would hope so too. I'm a big history guy, so I I hope it was actual Vikings. But you know what? Either other idea is acceptable. I don't really care. Eric Leaf and the Dell Vikings, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Eric Leaf? You mean Leif Erickson? No, the is there an Eric Leaf? Yeah, he like the original like Viking to land on in America. That's Leif Erikson, man. Is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. 
Whatever, I got <laughs> I almost had that right. <laughs> I was like, Eric, leave. It's pretty close. I mean, it's got the same sounds in it. Whatever. It's backwards, yeah. <laughs> We're off to a great start already. Well, and so the original quintet, first tenor, Corinthian Crip Johnson, second tenor, Don Jackson, Baritones Bernard Robertson and Samuel Patterson in bass Clarence E. Quick began performing at the Pittsburgh Air Force Base Camp Halls in 1955. But yes, they were in the Air Force okay. and they were stationed in Pittsburgh. Okay. And so they would win the base talent show the next year. The base talent show, huh? Yeah. They really loved those talent <laughs> shows in the 50s, I gotta say. Apparently, there was not a whole lot going on in the Air Force at the time. <laughs> Jeez. Not just the Air Force. Like, I keep, we keep coming to this, like, always Battle of the Bands or, like, you know, talent shows. They don't really do that a whole lot nowadays. It's unfortunate. Well, I guess it's just the internet, isn't it? You just go on YouTube. Well, and so, of course, them being in the Air Force, Patterson and Robertson got transferred to Germany. <laughs> so, they changed, they, they changed members or... Well, yeah, they would have to add two members, right? So the first one, a tenor named Norman Wright, born in Philadelphia, got to start singing pop tunes like Mule Train on like streets and in his Air Force base in Amarillo, Texas. And while serving in Amarillo, he formed a harmony group called the Valvertines. Valvertines? Yeah, let me spell that for you. V-A-L-V-E-R-T-E-E-N-S. Oh, Valvertines. Yeah. Like oh, my God. I don't know what a Valver is. But... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's like Ovaltine. I don't know, man. Luckily, that's the last time I will mention that bad name. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would eventually get transferred to Pittsburgh, and he tried out with the Dell Vikings, who were impressed that he could sing Hey, Senorita, better than any of them. Oh, hey, Senorita. And their bass singer, Quick, decided that he should be the lead singer of the group, and so he became the lead singer of the group. <laughs> he just suddenly decided. He, yep. he took command. He's like, oh, that's the that's the guy right there. We need him. Hostile takeover. Everybody slide over. Yep. <laughs> and the fifth member, a baritone named David Lurchy. The only white guy in the group to integrate the band to join the Metal Larks and the Mariners as one of the first singing doo-wop groups to mix races. Oh, shit. Breaking all types of barriers with the, with the token white guy. <laughs> well, they might get another one at some point. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, it's baritone. That's where white guys really, really shine. You know what I mean? I'm a baritone. Can't quite hit the bass and, you know, those the higher tones, you just can't win. Oh, come but. on, let's hear some bass from you. No, I, it's not quite bass. That's why it's baritone, Ian. God. Come on, dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that again. <laughs> oh, shit. Like I said, I really wish I could. I, I would do the shit-ass of doo-wop if I was in the 50s and my voice was uh, doo-wop-y. Would you do your hair up in the, the nice, sleek style, too? Oh, yeah. It's got to have, like, be all greasy and, like, flip over on the top and stuff, right? Yeah, but I don't get. I don't think you get to slash people in this one. Yeah, no. Nobody, nobody's no cutting blades. anybody with, with switchblades or anything like that. Damn you, West Side Story. You have set unreasonable <laughs> precedents in my, in my mind for what would be going on. 
I'm still thinking of Link Ray. I'm sorry, but I <laughs> <laughs> hate to bring him up again. But ever since we listened to Rumble, I've been wanting to stab somebody. Yeah, he can join uh, Lead Belly in our infamous guys who will cut you. <laughs> yeah, he did so much cutting in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, Link Ray just inspires the thought of cutting. <laughs> he inspires guys like Lead Belly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't, don't get these guys together. <laughs> yeah, think if Lead Belly was around for Link for rumble yeah oh yeah watch out old rumble <laughs> if we ever get a time machine let's go back in time and play that for link or for for lead belly yeah and then you we get slashed with razors and then nobody <laughs> knows we existed cause a time paradox <laughs> well, luckily we're not the fathers of anybody so nobody would be missing us really <laughs> i'm pretty sure we'd still fuck something up yeah maybe and so, of course, they would, you know, do national competitions in New York, in Bermuda, apparently. I don't know if there's a Bermuda somewhere on the East Coast. I don't think it's the Bermuda Triangle. But the Dell Vikings would be advanced in popularity with the boost from a Pittsburgh radio disc jockey named Barry Kay. Well, that's cool. And under his direction, they would record nine songs a cappella, including Come Go With Me. And how can I find true love? Oh, shit. Now, these guys would be snubbed by major labels. So they would sign to a small little label owned by Joe Auerbach's Phoebe. And, you know, it's just a tiny little label based in Pittsburgh where they were stationed. So it kind of works out. They have the cutest little icon of a little angry bee, too. <laughs> I want to know where he got the fee from the bee, though. I don't know. Maybe from Fiji. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's F-E-E-B-E-E, -E -E, so I assume F-E-E -E has some, some like meaning to the originators of the company. It would make sense. I would assume so. And so then they would re-record all of their original set accompanied by two more singers, Joe, I want to say Lopez, or maybe it's Lopes, L-O-P-E-S. Huh. I'm not yeah, I'm not really sure. Could be Lopez or Lopes. Yeah, and then the other one was Gene Upshaw. So they actually had some extra sing singers for this. You kind of see why I didn't include birthdays in this? What, because you didn't want to come up with like 13 or 14 people's birthdays? Oh, it's going to be more. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> and so Phoebe would lease their signature tune, Come Go With Me, to Dot Records, which would issue it in 1957. That song would hit the charts, go straight up to number four, and remain strong for 31 weeks. Dum, 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 oh, yeah. Dum, 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 de do de dum, dum. Yeah. We're going to do this. I wish we were good enough singers to be in a doo-wop group. I'm starting not to wish that, actually, the more I keep doing that. That would be the whole episode is just us doing doo-wop. Yeah, this episode's going to end up like 20 minutes long because you're going to have to cut all the doo-wop out of it. Or we just keep it in and then everybody goes, huh, they took a new direction in this one. Yeah, just name it mostly us singing doo-wop. <laughs> <laughs> and so this brings me to my first dude check out the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> and so, of course, we got Come Go With Me. And then we got How Can I Find True Love. Oh, yeah. those Both those songs are fucking amazing. Come Go With Me. I mean, ever since I started doing the research on these guys, 
I've had the bomb, 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 body duty do. Oh, just stuck in my head on repeat for the whole time. Yeah, it makes me feel pretty uh, nostalgic for an era that w- I wouldn't even be born for God, thirty <laughs> years afterwards. Train dodge, dig it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if nobody gets that reference, watch the movie Stand by Me. I, I assume that most people got that reference. This is not a dude check out this movie, but do check out that movie. Sounds like it is a dude. Check no, out that Steve, movie. God. Ian, you don't even understand sarcasm. Move forward. <laughs> I do. I'm just interpreting for the audience. I'm sure they're they're glad for it. I doubt it. <laughs> and, you know, them still being in the Air Force while this song becomes a number one hit, they would end up having to juggle their free days from servicing jets on the flight line. To kind of try and do some sort of tour, you know, not really getting that far, obviously, because they can't go, like, yeah, they you, can't do a month-long tour across the whole country. Yeah, at least not until they get out of the military. But they would get a feature of the Easter Review for Alan Freed's Brooklyn Paramount shows, you know, so they would at least get on some big venues and stuff. But it just seems like they mainly stayed around the East Coast. Yeah, I especially when you're in the service like that, you can't exactly just be going like, oh, screw it, I'm going on tour now. Dumb, yeah, I'm dumb, hit, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, that's probably the one band you could start in the military and have some success with. Well, yeah. I like to imagine they're probably out on the flight lines, like, fixing jets, like, coming <laughs> up with the song. <laughs> and then and then they're all cranking the wrenches to the, to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it went. <laughs> I don't know. Did they have a ratchet in the 50s? I, I don't know. Ian, I don't, I don't know the history of the ratchet that well. Mm. If I'm being completely honest, I thought you would. Never mind. I don't know <laughs> who I'm hosting this show with. Yeah, Jeez. not the ratchet enthusiast that you once thought I was. I apologize. I actually like played it up for too long, pretending that I was, you know, the note would all be it all about ratchets. Sorry, well, <laughs> I apologize. I thought I could pass the book on to Pat. There, my bad. <laughs> and so. The Air Force actually, like, wasn't too excited about them, you know, kind of getting a hit. They forced the group to halt performing in their military uniforms, and they were only allowed to perform in the uniform if they were doing, like, an official recruitment gig. Of course. Yeah. So, And that was probably one of their big gimmicks in the beginning, I bet, is that they all, like, come up in uniform and stuff. Well, right, and it's like, so they only wanted to do it like if, hey, if you can get more people to sign on the dotted line so we could get more of these aircraft out into the sky. Yeah, get more Dell Vikings in here. <laughs> so soon after Come Go With Me became a hit, Jackson left the band and would be replaced by Gus Backus, the group's second white person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, now they're more... Another more integrated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, those crackers are moving in on the doo-wop. Get out of here. Oh, no. And so around this time, under the direction of their manager, Alan Strauss, it was argued that all of the group's members, other than Crip Johnson, were under 21 when they signed their recording contract with Phoebe. And it was decided that having signed the contract as minors, they had the right to be released from it. And so they left to record at Mercury Records. Unfortunately, Johnson, being over 21 when he signed it. He was still required by law. He was still bound to the Phoebe Dot recording contract, thus creating 
two Dell Vikings groups. Oh, there was two of them? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So the first one, where the majority of the guys left, was still called DEL with an apostrophe Vikings. And it would feature Bacchus, Blakely, Lurchy, Quick, and Wright. And so with them on Mercury, they would release songs like Cool Shake and Sunday Kind of Love. But then there would be two different bands and they would come up with new material like separately after that point. Yeah. That is so confusing. And some of the stuff that we listened to was from each band. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is makes a lot of sense actually. <laughs> that's why there was kind of a little difference in the sound. Yeah, you can actually definitely tell like the uh the band with most of the original members like holds kind of true where the other one was a little different, I think. Well, and so Crip Johnson would end up constructing a new group. And he would invite Don Jackson back, another person named Chuck Jackson, Arthur Budd, and Ed Everett. And this would form the Dell Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) D-E-L-L apostrophe Vikings. Oh, yes. Dude, you're getting a Dell Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) And so this group would record for Dot, Whispering Bells, Will It, and I Want to Marry You. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm sure like it through like I know as even when we were doing this research, they would be viewed as two like one band. Even oh, yeah. They were two different bands. There's an explanation for that. I'll get to it. Yeah. That's but strange. It, I don't know if you noticed it, but when we were reviewing the band, some of the records that would come up would be spelled with two L's. Yeah, I, I didn't catch it at the time. But yeah, I bet you that totally makes a lot of sense. Well, to make things even more confusing, also around this time. Some of those demos that they made have been sold to an up-and-coming record company called Luniverse. It's Universe with an L. And they would overdub a backing track on these acapella songs, which would actually include an early version of Come Go With Me, right? Yeah. And so, like, the backing tracks would have, like, orchestras and various different instruments in it, but most of them didn't get released only one single would be released from all of these overdubs and that was somewhere over the radio slash hey senorita and so it was these two songs like kind of merged together like back to back so it's like a five minute song where they do somewhere over the radio and then the second half and it just goes right into hey senorita so it was kind of weird like they smashed it together like that. I've seen that done actually a few times. I'm not really sure why it's done. It might be a, just a weird recording thing, you know, from back in the day. But yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen even, even modern bands do it for reasons in quotation marks. <laughs> and so because of this, the group became the first to have three hits on the charts at one time. A feat later achieved by Elvis Presley and the Beatles. Oh, so they were the first to do it, though? Yeah. Hell yeah. But it's because there was three different recordings (laughs) (laughs) under three different spellings. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) Wow, these guys are producing a lot of material. Yeah, yeah. What's with the two L's? Why does one not have an apostrophe? (laughs) This is really confusing. I don't think these guys know how they spell their own band name. (laughs) And so this brings me to my next dude. Check out this song. We got Cool Shake. Sunday kind of love, whispering bells, and we'll go with the second half of Hey Senorita, not somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, yeah. You mean somewhere over the radio? No, somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, you've been saying radio like the whole time. Have I? I thought it was some special version where it was somewhere over the radio. 
Ah, shit. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with radio. I honestly, I mean, maybe you said rainbow like after the first time, but you definitely said somewhere over the radio at least once, and that's what I registered in my brain. <laughs> so were they the originators of somewhere over the radio? Rainbow then? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't the original because The Wizard of Oz came out in 1939. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense then. I was just trying to figure out like, I don't know if, it, if there was something significant about them dubbing it over or something like that, but nothing. Probably just an easy song to acapella over, and maybe their recording of it was better than some of the other demos. Yeah, probably. Well, and so obviously, with these three recordings, two different bands, things kind of got complicated, right? Yeah, I would say that that seems reasonable, that it would become legally and just complicated in general. And while Mercury had the majority of the members who had been on the Come Go With Me recording, as well as the man who wrote it, they were all still in the Air Force. And Crip Johnson and the other guys from Dot Records were no longer in the Air Force, and they could actually tour on the strength of these recordings, right? Yeah. So they actually started touring around the country. <laughs> while the other guys were still in the military? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, you finish your or finish your term or whatever. We're going to go uh, We're gonna go make some money and tour yeah. and get some uh, of these groupies later. Yeah, the Dell Vikings with two L's are going to go make some money later, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your Air Force. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dee, dum. Bye. <laughs> Now I really like the idea of them insulting each other with uh, doo-wop beats. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, they're shaking some top hats at them. Yep. Like, Goodbye. Wait, isn't top... No, top hats is... Uh, is Wait, no, those little straw hats is what I was thinking, like a uh, barbershop band. Again. <laughs> we're going to have to do a barbershop quartet band at some point for yeah, no reason. Yeah, we're going to have to find find one. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's at least one famous barbershop quartet band. We'll do the research, guys. Don't you worry about yeah, it. Put it in the beep, boop, boop machine. We'll figure it out. Boop, 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 boop. And so both of these bands were claiming the rights to two songs, When I Come Home and I'm Spinning, as their own creation. So who, like, were they splitting the royalties or? Well, uh, see, that's the weird thing. It's like they weren't splitting. The royalties would go to the ones who recorded so different versions where royalties were going to yeah. different people. Okay. Yes. So, so yeah, some of the elements that that's weird. It was really weird. That is just that's such a, like a strange thing. They're like, we're just gonna keep just splitting and turning into more bands. Now we're the <laughs> Dell Vikings with three L's and a dash and an apostrophe <laughs> and an underline. So of course, them claiming that these two songs would lead to you know some lawsuits. Lawsuits. And it would kind of go around the court system for a little while, waiting a decision. But Mercury was finally awarded with the rights to any group's name, Dell Vikings. So they got all the royalties to everything. So one of the groups did or one of the guys did? Mercury did. So the Dell Vikings with one L. Oh, shit. So they just got all of it then, huh? Yeah. That's fucked. Even though they had nothing to do with a lot of it. Yeah. That's that's brutal. But I guess th th all those other people were just kind of copying and trying to clout chase or whatever you call it. So I don't know. And so here's the weird thing is there was even another group lineup started by Joe Lopes or Lopez, whatever your name is, 
And they would appear alongside Fats Domino and the Diamonds in the movie The Big Beats in 1957. As the Dell Vikings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Dell Vikings? We're all the Dell Vikings. <laughs> and this is kind of the, th- the theme of the last one, too, where it was like every other vocal group had like a million other copies of them. Like, yeah, I don't is- get it. Like, Well, I mean, I guess it's... E- <laughs> I don't know. Is it easy? Because you got to find yeah. people who can sing yeah, in the right I, key. I, I mean. was going to say it was easier, but I guess it's not easier. It's just maybe it's part of the culture of like what they did you, because there's so many people and there's not instruments or anything. So you could just bring other people in to support other people's like, you know, parts and things like that. I don't know. That seems just so strange. Right. I told you this was going to be a weird one. And this, this is, is so exa- weird. Well, this is exactly why I didn't want to do like. A birthday for him because there was so much interchanging and this guy left the group and started another version of the Dell Vikings. It was like, uh, how am I gonna even like come up with yeah, birthdays and death dates? There's like to- now thirty people involved. Or like <laughs> probably like I don't know. What the fuck, man? Yeah, because we're now at a third group at this point. So there's at least fifteen. Yeah, third group and there's like a partial fourth group. Like the, the guy the one that's in the movie is like kind of a fourth group. Yeah, I don't. It just it took it took me a little while to get get my head wrapped around what was even going on, like because it ha- all happened so fast too. Because you know this all happened within like a year span. Yeah, that's that is the really interesting thing with them being all still so young and like splitting into different bands. And we're all gonna do this all the time. Blah blah blah. Like, I want to make sure I I want to make sure I I can tour when I get out of the air force. Yeah, exactly. That's so fucking weird. And so this brings me to my next dude. Check out this song. I'm spinning. Fantastic piece. I really did actually enjoy this song a lot. And so Crip Johnson, the one who started the Dale Vikings with two L's, would start his own version of the group known as the Versatiles. Wait, so they have a different name, but they did they still play the same songs? That's what it looked like, yeah. What the fuck? You people are weird, dude. Just make another band. Just all you gotta do is do wop a couple times. Do whoa whoa You know what? Come on, there we go. I, I mean, come it. on. The lyrics can't be that hard to write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, what are you gonna you can't write the guitar parts? Come on. <laughs> and it would feature all the same members as the Dell Vikings with two L's. Of course it would. And they would keep recording, but no successes. Yeah, because they weren't playing their own fucking songs. And so Crip Johnson would be let back in with the Dell Vikings with 1L. Now they were the classic Dell Viking lineup and was restored back to full strength. <laughs> like Voltron? Something like that, yeah. Just like Voltron. Except for, because of the confusion with the different spellings in the lawsuit, the moment had passed and they would never have a national hit again. Oh, they, you guys fucked around for too long. You guys thought you were on top. And you were <laughs> only a flash in the pan. So in 1959, the Mercury contract would end. And then the group, now a sextet, which would include a new member called Ritzy Lee, and which would have Johnson Quick and the new members Ritzy Lee, Billy Woodruff, Willie Green, and Douglas White would end up signing with ABC Paramount. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool, I guess. Those are big names. Well, I mean, they would record several albums, some that were, you know, claimed to be pretty damn good. But because of kind of the pull of the agreement with ABC, they would kind of start sounding like the Drifters. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) So, I mean, 
They, they don't sound very strong of will anyway. So, of course, yeah. like any sort of director coming in and be like, you guys should change your sign. They're probably going to, or sound, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Should we be <laughs> change our name again? Should we add some L's? Take away some dashes? What do you guys want? So, by 1965, the Dell Vikings were over. Oh, you didn't even make it like a little over 10 years. What the hell, guys? Nope. You could have done like so many reunion tours. Well, they would eventually do a reunion tour. In 1972, Clarence Quick, the bass player, or bass singer, I guess. Yeah, the bass. Bass representative. He would start his own version of the band called Quick's Dell Vikings. And this was kind of amid, like, an oldies boom. Where, like, in the 70s, like, all the all the famous, like, 50 songs and stuff, they would kind of be getting back. Yeah, like kind of the, popular the aging again. populace would, would renew their, their vigor for whatever it were. I could see that. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you're going to get some younger people going, well, this is better than the stuff on the radio. Yeah, and, you exactly. know, those, those guys who were super nerdy in high school who just, you know, didn't like anything that was cool or hip. Yeah, exactly. I could imagine, like, the people who listen to a lot of, like, you know, only the 70s music when I was a kid would be the same as people in the 70s only listening to, you know, 50s music. Oh, I'm too cool to listen to all your rock and roll. I only listen to doo-wop. I only listen to original <laughs> doo-wop. And <laughs> they had, like, a doo-wop group in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, Don't mess with the doo-wop guys. They're, beh- they're behind the school, and they're going to beat you up. Dad, I am in an after-school class. It's the doo-wop group, okay? <laughs> now, little I wanted t- you to play football. <laughs> now, little Timmy, I don't want you hanging out with those doo-wop kids. They're always, <laughs> always getting into trouble. They're up to no good. <laughs> they, have the switchblade cl- they, the, they have the switchblade combs so they can keep their hair nice, all right? They're, they're a dangerous group. Yes, they're a bad influence. Doo-wop is the devil's music. Quit your singing and do some homework, goddammit. Ah, wah, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to work in the morning. Shut up. So anyways. Well, and this version of the group would actually re-record Come Go With Me for the New York-based Scepter label. And they would actually get, like, a little bit of billboard notice for this, you know? And, you know, they'd start touring with that. Yeah, it was time for them to be uh, popular again. I guess. I mean, at least enough to make some money off of what they did. Yeah, I mean, doo-wop seems like the, the type of group that would come back a few times, or the type of music that would have, like, multiple reoccurrences. And so by 1980, Crip Johnson was like, you guys can't get all that action, and he'd reform the Dell Vikings with two L's. Oh, my fucking <laughs> Lord, guys, please just stop. <laughs> and he was able to do this because the Mercury contract no longer existed, and so he's kind of free to do whatever. You know, he wasn't recording, just going around, playing live, making money off off the back of that. Yeah, get, soaking up what little groupies were left. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, this would include mainly members from the same group where the Quicks Dell Vikings have, like, all new people. And it just, this is, uh, just, it's so confusing to try and keep track of who the fuck was in yeah, what fucking just, band at what time. That's just too many bands, man. That's just uh, too many bands. The funny thing is, though, they would avoid stepping on each other's toes by touring different parts of the country. So that way, you know, one was touring the West Coast, the other was touring the East Coast or something like that. And yeah, that, so they were like, or, they were at least orchestrating with each other. Yeah, I think they were just doing it this way so there wasn't any confusion or any more lawsuits. Yeah, or they didn't get double booked at the same place on the same night. <laughs> I mean, it really does seem like with how quick their success hit, it was like, oh, we're a success, and then they just started suing. 
and getting out of contracts and it's just just a fucking mess, man. Yeah, it sounds like they squandered all the fame they could have gotten. Is what it kind of sounds like. They could have. It been really super... does. They they got way too litigious with it way too early. Yeah, that's that is kind of ridiculous. Like, get a second hit, guys. Come on now. Yeah, before you all start feeling like you're all number one and the most important thing. Wah 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 wah. And this would continue with them touring different parts of the country until. Quick's death in 1985 and Johnson's death in 1990. And that's kind of where... Yeah, that was the end of the band. That was the end of the Dell Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, the era of the Dell Vikings. Well, that's sad, though. I mean, like that... But the 90s, like, that's pretty good. The 20s and... Yeah, that's that's 60 years of, of playing music. Yeah, but, I mean, there was definitely some time off in between you know and and a lot of arguing and a lot of arguing i mean how annoying would that shit get honestly yeah i'm not even th- i couldn't even imagine if i was like in a band and there was another band named that band and they had members of my old <laughs> band that were also named the same band that this band's <laughs> named like it's just just too much you know i gotta say i don't think there's really gonna be like a big philo- philosophical last thoughts for me here i think uh it's gonna be pretty cut and dry you want me to start with the last thoughts then? Well, why? So you can steal the only last thoughts available for this band before I say it? Sure, Ian. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that that was my plan. All right. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Step it up. Now, so here's the thing. If you get a number one hit, don't fucking sue each other. Just don't do it. Like, ride off that fame and you can make a lot more money. It just seems like they had this hit and they were like, ah, oh, shit, we're stuck in the Air Force. Well, we obviously we need another record label because we're not making enough money. When you could have just sat on your laurels, made some other kick-ass recordings. Because honestly, so a lot of those other songs we played were really awesome. Well, they just threw that dude under the bus too, because yeah. all of them except for one got out of the contract. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, you know what, dude, kind of fuck you. And then because of that, he kind of wanted to spurn them by creating the Dell Vikings with two L's. And it's just like it. Reading this just kind of made me laugh because it's like. What the hell's going on here? It's very, very petty. <laughs> it's so fucking petty. And because of this pettiness created confusion in the market because they're like, wait, who's the Dell Vikings with one L and who's the Dell Vikings with two L's and who's the Dell Vikings without a post- an apostrophe? And you know, there were some cool kids in the 70s who were probably like, oh no, I only like the Dell Vikings with one L. Don't bring that <laughs> two L bullshit in here. <laughs> that comes back to the b-side recording we had <laughs> yeah no i I only listen to two l's <laughs> as, as they twist their mustache more <laughs> and so i mean it just seems like a wasted opportunity like they wrote one of the biggest songs in the 50s like like we said you've probably heard it even with us doing our shitty versions of that of that song i mean Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a pretty good version. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. I'm practicing now because I'm going to make the Dell Vikings with an umlaut. <laughs> Pat's Dell Vikings. <laughs> no, it's going to have one of those little circles with the two dots, a little umlaut. No, I, I know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> the Dell Vukings. The Dell Vukings. <laughs> Except it's just one white guy, and he just goes, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Are you going to dance around on stage? Yeah, oh, totally. I'm going to wear a little, little, like, slick back, like a suit and, like, tiny mustache. 
I think you'll look good like that. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll even like I'll twirl my beard too, just so it looks extra, <laughs> extra fancy. You could braid it. <laughs> I don't think that would look fancy. Well, I mean, put a bow at the end of the braid. No, moving forward to my last thoughts and not thinking about me, <laughs> what, how weird I would look with a uh, <laughs> braided beard. I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, now and now Ian's staring at my beard lustfully. Like usual. <sighs> Anyways, uh, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ian kind of covered most of it. Uh, it's it really becomes a cautionary tale, you know. I, I I'm not gonna like re hammer home the same points over and over again, but it's just so sad and so funny how little petty disagreements can like derail something so hard like that. Yeah, and like and that turn, was an opportunity to just make some freaking money, yeah, dude. Just turn the whole thing into a shit show. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we want to play music. We're all in the military together. Oh, that's really cool. Little money gets involved. Literal shit show right the fuck away. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's wasteful and weird, and, uh, you know, just, if you ever get in that, in that situation. Hopefully some cooler heads can prevail in that situation, yeah, yeah, honestly. Try. Just try and think, you know, just try and, like, use your brain, if that's the case. Just, I don't know. I, I would hate to see another situation like this appear ever again, because this should just literally be, like I said, the cautionary tale. Yeah, at least make, like, several kick-ass albums before you decide to split up like the Beatles did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or do something. I don't know. It's, I, uh, it's just so funny to me. And then don't make the Dell Vikings with any more L's. No dashes, no underlines. We are the Dell yeah. Vikings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I said, dude, you're getting a Dell Viking. That's like an old <laughs> reference. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> if you think that you would uh, be good in the Dell Vikings with five L's, uh, the best way to do that is to like us on social media and give us all types of ridiculous stars in stupid places. And if you check out our Spotify, at least you'll know the right songs to sing. Yeah, you could see which song is which and you could you know, decide which how many L's you prefer in your Dell Viking. <laughs> maybe add a couple s's to that or z yeah, at the end i mean it, it could be extreme like that uh but most of all thanks for tuning into our episode as usual and we love you have a fine evening good night